Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 148, If This, Then That. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome back to Changeable. 148 times. I can't even believe it's 148. It feels like it should be much more. <laughs> I kind of feel like I've been doing this forever in a good way. It's, it's, a, it's a good thing. But 148 at the exact same time is like, oh my gosh, 148. And that's also like, really, that's it? Um, okay, so in today's conversation, in our 148th conversation, I want to talk about the the way that our brain makes up these cause and effect formulations. So our brain is just a fancy computer, as you know, whose primary job is to keep us alive. And the primary way that it does that job to try to keep us alive is that it tries to predict things. Now, we have instincts, we have these fight or flight kind of, you know, something will happen if if we're in danger and uh, we need protection, we need to get out of the way or do something, a, a response will arise and it will arise in real time, in a moment, in a flash, and it'll help us best it can. So, and that's obviously happening through the brain. But when, when we talk about the brain as this kind of uh, computer that's trying to predict, that's trying to create these cause and effect models to keep us safe, we're kind of looking a little bit bigger than that. Like, you know, the thinking part of your brain, the planning and predicting part of your brain is like, yeah, yeah, we know fight or flight works in there. That's that's my friend in that other department. <laughs> that happens for people. But hey, we don't want to leave it to that. You know, let's let's come up with a model here and let's really let's really see what we can what we can predict and what we can get out in front of. Because if if your brain can get out in front of what might happen. Uh, it, it reasons that it's going to have a much better chance keeping you physically alive. So we also know about the brain that it cares so much about trying to predict what's going to happen and so much about giving you some sense of ser- security and safety and knowing. It doesn't like to not know. It wants you to know that it will have you know things that aren't accurate. It, it doesn't care much about accuracy. It cares more about knowing. So what does the brain use to make these predictions? What does it use when it's forecasting or making up is a better way to say it, when our brain is making up these cause and effect models of what's likely to happen in the future? It doesn't, it's making stuff up, don't get me wrong, but it doesn't just, you know, pluck events and and things from out of thin air. It's, it's, it's got a system and its system is that it looks to the past. And what that means for us is that we live a life where we have a fancy computer in our heads constantly telling us what's likely to happen. And all of those predictions are based on what has happened at some other time that no longer exists. And as that happens and the more we're sort of 
lost in that. And that's not a great way to say it. It's just how we are. We, we, these predictions show up and, and for, with a really well-meaning intention behind it, I'm sure we just believe them. You know, we don't question everything. We don't see, oh, we don't always see, oh, there's my brain making predictions again. Now, we start to see that more and more as we know how this works for sure. And it's incredibly helpful and freeing, but, but we're not catching it all the time, you know, still for the most part, we have a brain that's making all these predictions and telling us not only predictions, but telling us why we're feeling what we're feeling, why that thing happened, why that guy got mad at you, why you're not feeling so hot today. Like, it's constantly telling these cause and effect sort of stories. And by and large, we're sort of just believing them. <laughs> you know, we're just living in the feeling of them unexamined for the most part. And, you know, again, that can shift a lot, but there's, there's going to be a lot that just kind of gets passed off as truth and, and we're none the wiser of course, we can feel when that happens. So we may not be consciously aware of this happening, but we feel it. And some of the ways it feels, I mean, think about it. If, you're, if your brain is saying, ooh, you feel a little anxious today, I wonder why. Oh, it must be, you know, that stressful thing that's coming down the line at work, or it must be this that's on your mind, or that fight you got into last week, or maybe you forgot to pay a bill somewhere, or whatever, whatever cause and effect stuff our mind's coming up with. When it comes up with those theories and we just take them as truth and believe them, we we start to just feel like life feels very limited. Circumstances and things and the past, you know, that past fight or the future, which also doesn't exist, that future thing that's coming up, they start to feel really powerful and we start to kind of get afraid of the world a little bit. You know, we don't feel uh, expansive and unlimited as we truly are. We have walls and ceilings that start to feel like they're coming in around us and life just feels smaller and, and we can sometimes have this sense of doom or, or regret or, you know, I can't believe I did this because it caused this feeling. I shouldn't have, with a lot of the people with food issues I work with, you know, I I shouldn't have eaten that yesterday because look how horrible I feel today. That's a brain making up a cause and effect rule. And then that's us hearing that rule, feeling that rule, and just taking it as truth without really knowing any better, without really knowing what's going on. So this is happening all the time, all the time. And it happens in some interesting ways. I mean, our... our, for the sake of this conversation, let's just consider that life is happening all the time. It's unfolding in this seamless flow of experience that's that that has no um, I want to say no room for, but that doesn't sound right. But there's no cause and effect. There's no before and after. There. They're like we're looking now at things in a really big way before the concept of time, before the concept of X caused Y, there's just what's there. You know, there's just here, now, this, that's it. There's just this 
seamless, endless, no breaks and starts, just this one giant flow of life experience. And then there's a computer, our brain, that comes in and chops it up and says, this made that happen. And it means this, that I feel this way and all of those made up formulas. So, you know, I've talked about this here many times, I know, but it's important that we kind of see, like this is, a, this is a bit of time on this too, but, but consider that this seamless flow of experience is always happening and a brain will look at that and then layer on top of it a bunch of theories and formulas that appear to match it but that don't really. So we feel something and in an instant later, there's an explanation for it. And the explanation, we know, we know this for sure, the explanation isn't really accurate. The explanation is just your brain, this tool, just, it's, like, it's like if your brain is a hammer, then there's a nail there. <laughs> like it just is like, oh, this is what I do. I take this seamless flow of experience and I, I tell a story about it that can give this, this person with this brain, you know, you can give you a sense of how things are working, what's causing what, and, and therefore what you can avoid in the future, what you can approach in the future, what will keep you safe, what will keep you happy. But that's all sort of after the fact. It's all layered on top of this seamless, beautiful flow of experience that needs nothing that has no problems and it requires nothing. It doesn't need a cause and effect model built around it. But, you know, that's the job that your brain knows to do. So that's the job it does. So this comes up in a lot of ways. Um, Just last week, I was talking with someone who uh, had about a year ago, a little over a year ago, um, started having some autoimmune issues and so she, you know, had all kinds of health issues, was exhausted and just not feeling well. Um, and she went through what a lot of people, a lot of you, I'm sure, have gone through, which is sort of this wild goose chase, you know, of eliminating certain foods, making certain lifestyle changes, uh, doing all kinds of stuff to just see what would help. And I have so much compassion for those of you who are in or have been through that. I've worked with so many people um, who have had to go through that sort of thing, you know, or or it's very similar to maybe knowing that something's off physically or mentally, emotionally in any way, but but no one can really tell you what's going on. Like you don't know what it is. And so, you know, you're sort of left in this place of like, oh crap, well, I, I feel horrible. I don't know why. I don't know what to do. So you start trying stuff, you know, and you you hit the jackpot in a few places and you probably go down a lot of wrong paths and just by wrong, I mean, just things that don't really help. Um, but it's a little bit like, you know, this kind of digging for gold and just hoping that you're getting closer and that you're getting some clues along the way. So she's been in this for a long time and um, through this exploration, you know, found some, some things that really seemed to make a, a big difference in how she felt. And she was feeling a lot better. And then as often happens, she wasn't feeling so much better. 
And and as we talked about it, you know, she could really, I, I could hear all the key phrases of um, that indicate that a mind is formulating these causal relationships, these if this, then that kind of rules, and that she was sort of buying into them. So some of those if this, then that battle cries, like like what you hear is things like, I did everything right, or I'm doing everything right. So why isn't it working? Now, let's just look at that one for a minute. I'm doing all the right things. I'm doing everything right. And yet it's not helping. Can you can you feel the formula in there? Can you spot the formula? So this is her mind said, hey, if you do X, Y, and Z, this is what you're going to get. You get to feel better. And and maybe it doesn't say it that explicitly. I'm sure it doesn't, you know, but on some level, that's exactly what her mind is telling her. Okay, do these things. In her case, it was also be really, really diligent about it. You know, if you're going to eliminate these foods, eliminate them. And if it's recommended that you eliminate them for two weeks, eliminate them for two and a half just to be safe. You know, do it all as perfectly as you can. Be very vigilant. Do it right. So much right in this. Do the right things. Do them the right way. Work really hard at it. Make sure you're thinking about it a lot. Now, again, we don't necessarily hear our minds say this, but but you I hope you can recognize as I say this that there's a lot of that stuff going on. Oh my gosh, I can recognize it for myself so much that uh, for me a big one is um and not so much anymore, but for a long time it was around um working a lot to support people. So I would I recognize I recognized this a few years ago that um Sorry, this is a small tangent, but uh, <laughs> that when I, I would have, you know, a class of people in the little school, Big Change, for example, there may be 200 people in that class. And and we have a forum that gets super active at times, you know, and when the forum was really active and when I was thinking about these students all the time, you know, waking up in the middle of the night, thinking about things for them. And and when I was on the forum all the time and um, I, I recognized that my mind equated that with, okay, good. Like they're, it's working. <laughs> they're, they're getting a lot from this. Look how hard I'm working. You know, look at how much I'm thinking about them and supporting them. And my mind tied that with good outcomes for them. So there, of course, are always times when the forum's a little more quiet or I'm not thinking about them. Or, you know, or it just feels kind of easy. And I recognized this a few years ago that, man, my mind does not like that. And it's so ironic because, of course, that's sort of, it's kind of nice. You know, it's great when it, when you're not working all that hard. And it's great when people are moving through the course and it's not taking a bunch of extra thought and, you know, me having it on my mind all the time. But, and so it felt very strange to me. Like, what's this about? You know, like I... I want more peace. I want this to flow really easily. Um, but I also recognized that I didn't like when it happened. And I, and I saw, oh, that's why. That's why. The, the more that it feels, yeah, that I'm just kind of in there putting a lot into it, the more my mind was patting me on the back saying, oh, good, you're doing a good job by these people. 
And and seeing that has been huge. And I'm st- I still see that, honestly. I still, um, it's still, I'm still on that learning curve for sure, where my mind wants to equate my energy and work and time with the extent to which I'm supporting other people on it. But I've really, really seen now that I'm looking for exceptions to that, I've seen a million of them. I, I really know, even if I don't always know it in the moment, I really deeply know that that connection is made up. That That is no, there is no true connection there. And in fact, I could easily argue the opposite, <laughs> you know, that uh, the the more, the better people are doing, the less is needed from me. And I don't cling to that one either because I know that's just a, another formula. The truth, I think, the truth is that who the heck knows? There is no formula. There is no formula. There is no formula for life. Our brain will do everything it can to make one up, to pass it off as truth, to try to tell you what's what so that you know what's coming and you know how to succeed and you know how to survive. But none of that is necessary. There is no formula. So anyway, sorry, that just popped to mind for me, but um, in telling, telling this woman's story. But so she was in that and she was, she was hearing all the battle cries, like I did it all right and I did all the right things and I worked really hard and I went above and beyond. Um, and that's kind, of, that's kind of the tip off, especially all this right stuff, you know, right, 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 right. But I did everything right. That's showing you, it's just pointing us back and saying, oh, I'm mad about the outcome saying it's not fair, I did everything right, this wasn't supposed to happen. It's not that the outcome is the problem. It's not that that it means anything or is a problem that she was feeling really great and then suddenly wasn't feeling so great. It's that her mind doesn't like it because it goes against the formula that her mind made up. I hope that makes sense. I hope you can kind of see that. So, so what that gives us, all of us, is, is some really clear pointers when this is happening. And again, these were just kind of some common battle cries of, of a if this, then that formula at play that maybe we don't fully recognize. Stuff like, I did everything right. I don't deserve this. Why is this happening to me? You know, we, we're looking at what's happening and we're not liking it. And we're not liking it because our mind had some other idea about how that was supposed to go. And so all of that, all of those battle cries just get to show us, oh, maybe it's not so much that this thing actually shouldn't be happening. In her case, maybe it's not that it's a problem that suddenly she feels a little more exhausted when she was had been feeling great. In my case, maybe it's not that it's, that the students actually aren't seeing as much as they could be seeing or I'm not doing right by them. Maybe it's that our formula is off. That's huge. I mean, that changes everything. Maybe it's that our expectations were off. Our, our cause and effect, the cause and effect model that our brain fabricated <laughs> based on the past. Shocker, maybe that's not quite so accurate and we were living and believing as if it was. I see this all the time with people who are um, trying to be free of a habit and they say, 
I've tried everything. I've tried everything. And oh my gosh, I felt like this for years too. I've tried everything. And when they say that, <laughs> I know they haven't tried everything because uh, they're still feeling stuck. Obviously, they haven't tried everything or they haven't seen everything, they haven't seen things as, as openly and, and deeply as they could. But man, I get it. It totally looks like you've tried everything. And so what happens is, they come to this conclusion because their mind had a formula that if I do these things, if I do the quote unquote right things, I should be free of my habit. Now, again, they, they aren't necessarily aware that they're thinking that. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. But of course, like, of course, that's what we think. Of course, that's what runs through our mind. Oh, do these things. If X, then Y. If this, then that. You know, do all the right things, the right things. Do them well. And you'll get what you want. That's always running. And oh my gosh, every part of life all the time. And so people say, but I did all the right things. I tried everything and nothing has has helped. And so the kind of obvious next conclusion is it must be me. And I, I can't tell you how often I see this all the time. Therefore, none of these things that were supposed to work worked. Therefore, it's me. I'm too far gone. It's hopeless. I'm broken. It always comes back to us at some point. Uh, and again, it's understandable, but it's also huge to see that this is happening. It's also, it's understandable, but it's also so obvious when we talk about it this way. I hope you're feeling that, that, oh my gosh, that's just another faulty conclusion. That's just another completely made up if this, then that. If these things don't work, then you're broken. Sounds obvious to me, right? <laughs> but man, we get so lost in that. If these things didn't work, then you must be unchangeable. You're the, you're the unchangeable one. Out of everyone in the world, you're the one. Oh, it just feels so true. So, so if, if you tried tapping and mantras and 20 other therapies and things that didn't help, um, well, your model said that those things were supposed to help. One of them should have at least, right? So therefore, there must be something wrong with you. Same with this understanding, you know, same with the new paradigm all the time. And I, again, I, I so get this. So please know I have so much compassion when I hear this because I, because me too. I mean, it's, it's just the most human thing in the world. But people say, I've been listening to Changeable for two years for 148 episodes. I don't, I don't think it happens if people listen for 148 episodes, but that's just my mind's cause and effect. So who knows? But people say, I've been in this conversation for a long time. I've been listening to Changeable forever. How come I don't have Missy's experience? How come I don't have Shane's experience or Stacy's experience or whatever change story is your favorite that your mind says, oh, if this, then that. If I go through the school or I listen to Changeable or I, you know, go to a Dick and Benninger workshop or whatever, then I'm going to feel like Stacy or Shane or Missy. Our mind makes that stuff up. Oh my gosh, it makes it up. And, and we don't realize it. It, it kind of holds up to some logic. It kind of seems like it makes sense, you know? It, we don't examine it. We just feel completely imprisoned by it and limited and locked into it. And then completely devastated when we don't get our, our, our why. So if X, then Y, if this, then that, 
you know, when we don't get the outcome we thought we were going to get, again, it's all back on us. We did something wrong. We're, uh, we're broken. And, and so I just hope this conversation starts to open you up to the fact that those conclusions are just thought too. And really, it's not that your outcome is wrong. It's definitely not that you are wrong. It's that perhaps the formula was wrong. That causal model that your brain is constantly, constantly seeking to create and then have you live into is just what a brain does. It is your brain's job. Your brain will always do it. But our feelings of limitation and stuckness and it's not fair and I did all the right things and and all of this shouldn't be happening, those are just beautiful pointers back to the fact that we made up a causal model that is not accurate. Our brain did. We didn't do it. But when it can point us back there, it can just start to open up so, so much. So really what this all comes back to and why it's important is kind of seeing the really big picture in this. And, you know, the really big picture, and I'm just going to put this as a what if, because I could be wrong. Um, and you just see what works for you. But what if, you know, we have these these amazingly smart computers that are prediction machines and cause and effect formulating machines. But what if life really is beyond that? Life is so much bigger than that. And there truly is this amazing, kind, seamless flow of, of experience that we get to experience. And that we, it's, it's just the computer trying to make a model out of that that causes us any suffering ever, ever. And, and as much as our machine thinks it needs these models, it, it, it really doesn't, <laughs> especially given that they're really not all that accurate. You know, the, it, it can't need them too much if they're wrong, probably more often than they're accurate. I, I want you to just see if you can sense the freedom in this, that life just happens. Life is just unfolding all the time. There is no true if this, then that. What if, really, what if there really is no causal model? What if anything we do or think or feel does not accurately and consistently predict anything else we do think or feel? What if that just doesn't work that way? Sometimes this can feel a little terrifying, so I'm sorry if, if that's what you're feeling right now. But, but often, if it does, on the other side of that terror is enormous peace, enormous openness and expansiveness that, oh, all of these rules, all of this, if this, then that stuff, all of this shouldn't be, and I did it right, and it's not fair, none of it, none of it's true. What if, you know, it reminds me of that old quote about whether we live in a, I think it was an Einstein quote, or he's, it's attributed to him about deciding whether we live in a friendly universe or an unfriendly universe. If there is some 
intelligence behind our amazing design and behind how life is working. Maybe we can, maybe it's okay. <laughs> like maybe we can just trust that. And these really fancy computers that we have that try to come in and sort of apply their own rules and their own intelligence to things, you know, they kind of have different ideas for how things should go. And they want to sort of trump, you know, the, the, what appear to be the spiritual laws of life, like the, these huge universal laws of how things work. Uh, you know, maybe that's something that can, that, that we can be open to and just consider that when we we feel like it's not fair and it shouldn't have been that way and I'm not getting what I want and it's, and it must be me, I must be broken. There has to be a faulty rule at play. If life is as wonderful as we all suspect it is, there just has to be some formula that our amazing brain has made up that maybe just isn't quite as true as, as it might feel. Hey, did you know that my two flagship programs, the Little School of Big Change and the Change Coach Training Program, now have self-study versions? That means you don't have to wait until the next live group starts. You can get instant access to the Little School of Big Change curriculum or to an extensive set of lessons and coaching sessions in the case of the Change Coach Home Study course and start seeing more right away. The best part, this is awesome, is that you get to go through the self-study versions now or whenever you're ready and then also join the next live guided versions of these courses. So your investment for the self-study course goes toward the price of the live course if you choose to upgrade. It's a total win-win. You can get this content now, do whatever you want with it at your own pace, and also let me guide you and support you and lead you through it when it's time. I'd love to see you try out one of these self-study courses. You can find links to both of them in the show notes. 